I almost forgot. Yeah, and not a night to forget. Welcome to the Art of Community podcast. I'm Heather Cotton, and this is my husband, Ben. Howdy. Thanks for taking, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) You're so spacey today. (laughs) 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 Try it again. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) all right. I can't even read. (laughs) Don't read. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) It's the same every time. I know. (laughs) I'm just so tired. All right. Thanks for joining us as we explore the joys and pains of meaningful life together. This is episode 15. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be interesting. In this episode, we're talking about uh, if you've been through just a difficult trauma of some sort, uh, we want to look at just how to get through that, how to come back from it, how to have, um, how to experience God's redemption in those areas of your life so that you don't stay stuck in that place um, of just continually dealing with the pain um, of that situation. And so we're hoping to offer you a little lifeline today and hope you get something out of it. Thanks for joining us. So the first thing I think is important to talk about um, when it comes to just if you've been through a, a difficult thing and kind of how you find your way out of it is, is you know, kind of a two part statement. And the statement is it's okay not to be okay. That's the first part. Second part is, but it's not okay to stay that way. And in my experience, most people tend to do one or the other. They either kind of, you know, it, they're they're good at embracing the pain and the mourning of a, of the loss of what they went through, and kind of acknowledging their messy, difficult emotions, whether it be anger or sorrow or whatever. They're good at maybe even communicating those emotions to people and kind of processing, but they they might never. They just seem to not be willing to move out of that place, and then the the pain and the trauma becomes a part of their identity. Other people tend to kind of not even be willing to do that, but they'll, they just kind of move on really fast and pretend like they're fine when they're not. And that's the, and they kind of, they never really deal with things. And then in their next phase of their life, they, they continually have this problem where the, pain of the past comes back into the present, rears its ugly head, causes a reaction of some sort or causes them to withdraw. And then they, they just, and then they just stuff it all down again and keep going. And so I think both are important. I think you need to give yourself permission to kind of deal, to, to have some emotions, to be a raw person, to say this hurt, to say I'm angry about it. To even say to God, like I'm, I'm not happy with this. What, where are you? How do you let me go through this and express those things? And and yes, embrace how you feel and be honest about how you're feeling with God and with other people. But at some point, kind of say, okay, I've got to take some steps 
and move forward into, I can't stay here. Yeah. And I can't let this whole, that what happened to me become like a part of who I am, a part of my identity and, and just stay stuck in this place. Cause it's lots of people that we both know that stayed stuck. Yeah. And, and that's, so, so I think it's both. I think I get, we have to be careful not to overemphasize one over the other. The, yeah. the, the, it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. Yeah, I know for me, I dealt with tra- tra- some trauma when I was um, young, and it was so important to me for that not to define me, for mm-hmm. that not to be like what my identity was, or for me not to have typical reactions or like life patterns based on trauma I dealt with when I was little. and. Mm-hmm. So I just stuffed it. Like, I just pretend like it didn't happen, yep. basically, which isn't good because then it comes out later. Like you said, it's not something that's, it doesn't just go away. Like mm-hmm. things that we face, things that we deal with. So oftentimes those are the places where um, the enemy just comes in with lies, either about God or about you or about your 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 safety or about, you know, any myriad of things. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just like, well, I'll just get over it, which tends to be... For me, that's how I tend to be is uh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll just get over it. And it's like you have to actually face things that you've walked through to be able to get to healing, like to get to a place of healing. Yeah, I think some of this, too, has to do with historically, it seems like the church hasn't been very good at acknowledging feelings as playing a role in, in the Christian life. And so there's been this kind of attitude about um, emotion and as well as things like therapy, mental health, and these sorts of things where it's, it's been like either undervalued or outright preached against. Yeah. I mean, I've had a lot, I know lots of people kind of my age who have heard sermons from pulpits in their churches saying things like, you know, depression is not real or getting counseling is not important. Um, those kinds of things. And so that kind of adds up. And I think we can, we can react against that and kind of pendulum swing and Mm -hmm. then be ruled by our emotions and never be willing to kind of say, okay, what am I going to do to move forward? Yeah. I think that's the difficult thing is, and it's kind of the tricky thing about the topic we're dealing with today is we don't want anybody to feel that way. Like their feelings are being dismissed. And at the same time, we don't want, we want people to move, move forward, you know? So that's kind of our, that's a tricky thing. Yeah. And I mean, we all know people who stay stuck in the trauma they've lived in the past. And you mm-hmm. recognize, yeah, it was a really big deal. Um, and and it's not to say and say this insensitively, but because we've all actually had things that were very traumatic happen to us. Some right. some at like harder degrees than others, but um, there really is a point where you have to move past it. Um, because they're you're you're just gonna be immobilized by it right and it's going to rule your life and so there has to be a place where you're stubborn about rooting out everything that was caused by that Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that there's a timeline for healing because it's usually a a progression but there is a responsibility to not just stay where you are Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a responsibility because only you can do it make choices to do things to move out of that place of hurt. And the reality is, is if you don't, the power, you're giving more power to the hurt than you are 
to the healing. And so mm-hmm. you're letting over and over and over again, you're victim being victimized. Yeah. Um, and so that's, I think it's just an important thing to recognize that if what you continually talk about and bring up and can't get away from is your trauma or your, your hurt or your, this big thing in your life, then it might be time to kind of sit down with that and, and sit down with people you trust, go to counseling, go to um, the Bible, be in church and, and, with people around you, work those things out. So. Yeah, I think one good example is just if you think about the way we deal with death now, at least in American culture, um, it, it tends to be, like, I don't think we've done people, I think we've done people a disservice when we always want to say, uh, like, when somebody dies, and there's a funeral. We say we don't want to call it a funeral. We're going to call it. It's a celebration of life. And I I understand the sentiment, and it's not wrong to want to celebrate somebody's life. But quite often, I think we've all been in in, in those funerals, and it feels a little bit like no one's allowed to cry. And I get when we say things that they would just want to, they wouldn't want us to cry. They would want us to, but but that's not actually not true. Like if no one cries when you die, that's a very sad thing. And there's something we are so f- afraid of mourning and sadness that we just sort of don't do it. Yeah. And then people mourn kind of for the rest of their life instead of having a season where they're just like, Hey, it's normal to be sad. It's normal to be upset. It's normal to have a, a season where we're just sort of in pain. And then it's also normal to walk out of that at some point and begin to rebuild your life. And um, it's because we, we, so we don't have a very healthy in general, I think in our culture, don't have a healthy model for that. But, um, yeah. And you even see in scripture where it's, where Jesus mourns, mm-hmm. mourns Lazarus's death. He mourns with people that are mourning. He yeah. um, embraces what they are feeling and, um, and walks that out with them. And then there's scriptures all throughout as well about turning our morning into dancing, turning like that there's, it's obviously not scripture is not like, just be happy. Mm-hmm. There's obviously times, I mean, you look in the Psalms and there's right. so many lament. There's not, it, it's good for, for there to be an expression. Um, and if we, if we don't, then it's, it's also means we're not finding comfort in God and comfort in people around us. Um, mm-hmm. Or kind of more licking our wounds, and yeah, and I think you know one of the things we've been talking about is church hurts. Another good example of uh, there tends to be this kind of attitude, like yes, but kind of like when the government makes mistakes and they they'll say you know mistakes were made, right? And but no real acknowledgement of pain, and we think the holy Christian thing to do is to not be hurt or express your hurt over those kinds of situations. And I think that's a real mistake too. Yeah. And I would say there, there are some clear things that anybody needs when they're walking out of hurt and um, grief or lamenting or whatever it might be. Number one is God and Mm -hmm. scripture, knowing and getting into scripture into, um, and also, people community which we talked about last week how to how do you actually minister or how do you be around people that have been through something traumatic or through hurt and also therapy and like you said mm-hmm. i mean a lot of times that gets a bad rap 
in Christian circles, but it's really important because it is true that not everybody in Christian circles have been trained and they and there's like we said varying degrees. It's not something that I think it's something that anybody would benefit from. It's not something that every everybody has to have, but I mm-hmm. think it's something that shouldn't be discounted yeah. um, because it's it's something these people have been trained and have tools. Find a Christian therapist, find a Christian counselor, but you know, do it. Like mm-hmm. go go for it because it's uh, it's actually really important. Yeah, I think I see that as a a, a like a piece of the puzzle of what community is. Like mm-hmm. it, it goes goes back to the thing I feel like we say all the time, which is. The main way that God, that Jesus makes his presence known to us is through the presence of other people. Christ in them, physically with you, speaking to you, comforting you. That's how Jesus makes his presence known. And the same thing is true with counseling, therapy. It's, you're just, there's, there should be nothing weird. about going to somebody who says, this is my gift, this is my specialty, let me help you and minister comfort to you and help you through this thing. That should not be weird to us or embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It's really unfortunate that it is. Yeah. Um, but kind of going back to what you said earlier about like lamenting, I think it's it seems to me, just like we have a, there's a stigma about therapy, there's also a stigma about prayer. And lament like, like I'm gonna. I can't lament to God, mm-hmm. and God doesn't have. Like, if I go to God with this problem, somehow it's showing a weak weakness of, of faith to say to God, "This hurts." Yeah, and this is hard, or I don't like this, or where are you, or all these kinds of questions that come up out of our hearts when we're going through a tough a tough thing, and we'll we we might feel comfortable talking to a friend, but we don't feel comfortable lamenting to God. But then if you look at the Psalms, all those Psalms of lament are to God. They're prayers to God, and they're pretty intense yeah, and raw and honest. And it, I think it, we have to keep make sure that our – like when you go through a difficult thing, it, it reveals pretty quickly what your true view of God is. Yeah, If you think he's not good, then – you're going to find that out. If you think he's not listening, you're going to find that out. If you think he's angry at you, you're going to find that out. And in those times, it's, I think it's really important to have people around you to remind you, hey, voice these things to God. He wants to hear from you. Yeah. And he weeps with those who weep. He mourns with those who mourn. He is. He rejoices with those who rejoice. And it's so, it's so sad when our understanding of God is so two-dimensional that when we're going through a hard thing, we can tell a friend we can't tell him. Yeah. You know, God created us. He knows everything about us. He knows more than we know of ourselves. And so there, there's not anything that's going to surprise him. Um, he's not going to run away. He's not going to hide from your um lamenting and yeah. I mean, you even see in job like <laughs> he faced just such difficulties yeah and you know never did he curse god but he asked god all kinds of questions mm-hmm. and he he really went for it and so um and it didn't it didn't scare god away you mm-hmm. know it wasn't um something that where god was like well 
you've questioned me too much and now I'm gone. Because God's a relational God. Um, he wants relationship with us. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't need us for anything, <laughs> but he loves us and he yeah. draws us closer to himself. And so um, and so oftentimes when we're going through those times, we can look back and f- and be reminded of the um, intimacy and goodness of God um, in those times. So some practical things you can do is look up some of these Psalms, look up Psalms of comfort, look up um, scriptures of comfort that are in the Bible, write, write them down. We have, a, we have a friend that's has done that and we'll just post sticky notes all over. And it's amazing because it's like, okay, when there's times where you might feel really discouraged or down, there's a reminder of God's faithfulness mm-hmm. and God's goodness. Obviously, you know, seek out people that you trust, that you can be completely raw and honest with. Mm-hmm. Seek out people that you can like raise the white flag and just be like, I, I can't do today. And that they're going to be praying for you and lifting your arms up for you. Find people that don't mind just being completely raw, sitting there and crying, sitting there and doing a lot of the stuff that we talked about last week, which is just, you know, being there, um, showing up over and over and over again. So find those people, like know the places that you're going to feel most vulnerable. And it's not to say always avoid those places, but just be ready. And so mm-hmm. if there's going to, if it's fresh on your mind or if it's fresh, something that you're dealing with, then avoid those things. Um, don't avoid them forever, though, um, because you don't want for fear to be something that follows you. And I was actually at a conference this past weekend, and I heard this saying that says the the root of all sin is unbelief in wor- the word and worth of God. Mm. And do we wow. carry a belief that God isn't safe? We oftentimes project onto God the nature of those who have sinned against us. Mm-hmm. And um, you hear that a lot in our culture, even in saying, even in people saying, if God is good, why do bad things happen? God is not bad. God doesn't do anything bad. Mm -hmm. Um, All, anything that is evil is relegated to Satan, not to God, but we Mm -hmm. relegate it to God. And so there, and that's true for other things as well. Like my father made me feel unsafe. So therefore God must be unsafe. My uh, teacher made me feel unworthy. Therefore, God must see me as unworthy. And it's like, if you understand God and his perfect perfectness and what the scripture says about God and who he is, Mm -hmm. and that's what you're pouring into your mind, and that's what you're reminding yourself over and over and over again about, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be reminded that those things that happened to you, the people that did those things to you are are the people and the, the evil that's in this world, the 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 result of being in a fallen world, it doesn't have anything to do with God. It has everything to do with us, like our sin, the devil, all of that kind of stuff. It's not a result of God. And so we just very quickly want to like kind of demote God to our level. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we we just, we give him the same attributes as people or the same attributes even as Satan, which is, um, which is just really um, a shame. So, mm-hmm. Um, and kind of along those lines, that was also said at, at this conference I was at, is that... Um, this was Jackie Hill Perry, right? Yeah, yeah, conference, yeah. yeah. If you re- rightly believe that God is the creator, uh, you will behave like the created. And if you let others set boundaries for who you are, then we then we give that power to them as the creator instead of God. Wow. And I was like... That's so good. Yeah, I just, I knew that we were probably going to talk about this, and I was like, that is huge because whether it be, I mean, 
a lot of times people go to something like <clears throat> a sexual trauma or or something like that, but there's you think about it in every area of life, and it's like even in people that are demeaning to you or people that um have really done a number on your confidence, if you let them if you if you allow for their evil, their <laughs> allow mm-hmm. for their sin to set the boundaries of for for who you are, then you're giving mm-hmm. that that role of creator over to them. And the role of creator is God's. But if we have an understanding of who God is, if we stay in scripture, if we stay connected with people and have an understanding of who God is, then <laughs> then when we're tempted to say that, if you're surrounded by good people, I say, remember who God is. Remember his goodness. Remember his faithfulness. Um, and those and those are the things that can kind of pull you back from mm-hmm. the edge of just feeling really despairing. But like you said, don't be afraid to tell God. He knows what's in your heart. He knows right. the things that you're kind of struggling with and the things you're even accusing him of. So say it out loud and and let him show you who he really is. Yeah, as you were talking, it makes me think about just the power of meditation in a non-New Agey sense, like what you meditate on, what you ruminate on in your head. Um, and when a lot of, you know, when you've gone through a, a tough thing, maybe somebody betrayed you or whatever, and and, and you just sort of rehearse those moments or those lies over and over again in your head. And maybe you like actually literally tell the story all the time to people, but it's sort of this, like this, this almost like a, a script that's in your brain or a movie you've seen that just keeps getting on. It's on repeat. And every time you're repeating that and meditating on it, it sort of gets bigger and more scary and more painful. But then, like what you're describing is is meditating on like what's the truth about God, what's the truth about what He says in Scripture, about Himself, about me, about all these things, forgiveness and everything else, and you begin to meditate on those things, and it's not like it makes the what happened to you disappear and become like not true anymore. It just means the truth of who God is is bigger. And and begins to bring healing and redemption to this thing that happened. Yeah, and that's the way out ultimately. Yeah, and it, you know, that's the basis of forgiveness. When we we've talked about forgiveness before, but forgiveness only works. The foundation of how you forgive is based on who God is, not on well, what this person did to me wasn't that big of a deal. I can forgive some things, but not other things. And that's not what forgiveness, biblical forgiveness is not that. The biblical forgiveness is looking at God and who he is and how much he's forgiven you and how holy he is and just he is and righteous he is and how he sees everything and nothing goes gets by him. Nothing's going to be unpaid for in the end. And you trust him so much that you can then forgive. And it just goes back to that. Like, what are you looking at yeah. all the time? And at some point, you got to turn away from the thing that happened and turn forward and get help to do that, but reorient your, orient yourself around the yeah. truth. And, and it doesn't mean to, to pretend like it didn't happen. Right. Um, and, and, you know, it's hard, but that becomes, that is a part of your story. Mm-hmm. When something bad happens, it becomes a part of your story. And so um, as you're walking out of that part of your story, then God gives you testimonies of his goodness. And and there's a place where it you can't put a timeline on what it is, but I think you know, if you're moving forward in healing, you'll know when somebody comes along your path 
and you recognize. You recognize, oh, that's something I use a lie I used to believe. That is um a a place that uh, an exact feeling that I used to have. That is I recognize that sin pattern or I recognize that whatever it is, XYZ, um, that you're able to then minister out of the place of really understanding and knowing. And then you help somebody else walk out of it. And that's what it becomes. Mm-hmm. And so if you know I think it is important not to put a timeline on healing. I think that that's really important and mm-hmm. not to even put yeah. a definition on what it looks like. Right. Like we can't say, well, you really know you're healed when X, Y, Z. Like you can't mm-hmm. do that because God, God draws us to himself. We're all individuals. We're all people that he made and he knows us and he knows what we need. And so if we live lives submitted to God and say, God, that like, let's, just help me walk through this. And then we're we're surrounded by people that we know and trust, then it's gonna be good. But you can't say, I, I wanna be pr- I wanna be pretty healed up in about four months, you know, and it's like, <laughs> no, like there's yeah. you know, and maybe we've seen miraculous things happen. Like we've seen God just um do amazing things in people and bring healing mm-hmm. in such a quick way that you would not expect. But oftentimes it's it's done and it's a it's a, prog- a progression. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think one thing I know is true that no, that none of us really grasp how powerful God's ability is to redeem anything. Mm-hmm. And if you if if you're just simply willing to keep w- walking towards Him and not living in denial about your pain. Um, not wallowing in it either, not letting it identify you, but just keep walking towards Him and trusting Him. He, you, you will find out that He can redeem anything, yeah. and that revelation is is what identifies you. Yeah. Like suddenly, your identity gets in, becomes wrapped around Him, and like, and you, and this story that was so so painful and so dark and so awful becomes a testimony of his goodness and his ability to redeem things that seemed unredeemable. Like that's going to be all of our testimony. Like yeah. when we see him face to face, that's going to be the story for everybody, no matter what you went through, yeah. you're going to look back and go, he redeemed all of it. Yeah. All of it actually was to his glory and for my good. And I can say that with confidence, knowing there are some pretty dark stories out there, yeah. but it's still true. That's how great God is. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm glad you're joining us. You can find more episodes and subscription links in the artofcommunity.net or on most podcast podcast platforms directly. If you like the content, share it with your friends on social media. Also, it would help us a lot if you could rate or review us in iTunes or any of the other podcast platforms. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. See you again soon.